0: What's up, everybody? You are listening to OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it, live on KSWH LP 102.5 The Pulse. I'm your host, Jonathan Smith, and today I've got a pretty good guest. He's he's alright, I guess. we got T. Lang, who plays baseball here at Henderson State. What's up, man? How are you?
1: What's up? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, Taylor Langston. Uh,
0: Taylor Langston on the pod here today
1: with <laughs> the Jonathan Smith.
0: Yeah, this is... So, I've got a podcast as well that we do. If, same name, same everything. So, this is kind of weird doing it live on the air as well. So, yeah. So, b- before we get started, I've got one quick question for you about, about baseball this year. So, like, are y'all doing anything different with COVID, like, in terms of, like, the way that y'all are preparing for the spring, or is it pretty pretty normal?
1: Uh, Definitely, it's definitely a lot different. Um, well, I mean, obviously getting our temperature te- checked every day, got to wear a mask um all the time it's, it's completely different especially having six years in you know the old ways um so uh yeah it's it's a lot different but i mean it'll be worth it if we get to play in the spring so.
0: definitely definitely so we're out here with the seventh year savior <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: so let's go ahead and start so the lead for today is the bubble obviously i feel like it's it's been the lead on my show for the past really few months and so so the Rockets, so the Lakers tied it up one-one last night with the Rockets. Kind of give me your initial impressions of the series. Um,
1: really a lot like how I thought it would go. If James Harden and Russ play good, um, especially if Russ Russ keeps shooting from outside, they're going to have trouble just like Game Two. But uh, Game One, I felt like he was penetrating more. Um, game Two was all LeBron and AD. Um, not, I don't know. I, just kind of back and forth, like they're both completely different. I think it's going to go back and forth the whole series. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I just – I was talking to my buddy Colt, and he made this really good point talking about how, like, the the Rockets don't have to be the better team to win the series because they can just have four games where they shoot 45% from three, you know. And then, like, there's little to nothing that, that you can really do about that. I've been surprised with how they've played – Defensively, the the Rockets. I think they've actually done a pretty good job, considering like they're like a size. They've rebounded better than what I thought they would. But at the end of the day, you know I, they can definitely win the series, but they won't because they have Russell Westbrook, and he'll find a way to mess it up for them. I'm I'm not I'm not a Westbrook guy at all. No,
1: no, <laughs> man. And that's the thing. I watched the um in the series before against the Mavs. You or who the Rockets play before? Was, they played the Thunder. Thunder, okay, okay, yeah. They really, like, James Harden played really good D. Like, you could really tell they were both, or their whole team was just putting a lot of effort on the defensive side, and you don't see that a lot from them. That's what I was really surprised with. But, um, tough matchup. We'll see, though. Yeah, the 45% for four games with the Rockets, that's I – mean, They can do it. Like That's uh, the scary thing. Yeah, that's that. – I'd be scared if I was a Lakers fan, but I'm not, so doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so – I'm gonna go to my grave saying that Daryl Morey did not want to trade for Westbrook. It was totally a James Harden slash the owner being like,
1: "Hey, we want Russell Westbrook because he d- he doesn't fit their system at all." No, no, he's Russ is. If Russ Russ is just such a good athlete, I don't know how he if he wasn't for that he would be out of the league with the yeah, shot. Wouldn't. Like he's just totally I don't agree. Know. He's it'd be, just, yeah. It'd be he, cool to see him adapt to the game and, you know, kind of evolve towards it. Yeah, but
0: if, if he could shoot, like, 33% from three, I'd, I'd, I'd take that. I don't yeah, think he even shoots no. that. He's just bad. <laughs> so, what about on the Lakers
1: side? Is there anybody
0: who's kind of stood out to you?
1: Uh, Morris had a good game last night. Um, I don't – I mean, they – obviously, they want some more guys out there that can shoot the three, but, I mean, J.R. and Dion, you know, what are – I don't think think JR's played a single minute this series and played at all. No, it's – I don't like them having Rondo on the floor because, you know, making 1-3 last night, he's not going to do that often. That was just 1-3. He's a good defender, though. I think that
0: they need him defensively.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. JaVale didn't play much last night, not nearly as much as he he did before. Mm -mm. Dwight, I don't even know if Dwight had uh, any minutes last night. He didn't. He was a, a, a DNP
0: coach's decision which i don't think you can really play to you, uh, you can't play dwight howard against the rockets because he can't guard anybody yeah so that's, yeah
1: that's a big coaching i mean obviously dwight's not the player he was one point but you know still a player of his caliber it's hard to sit him on the bench
0: it know, is but but i don't know I i've liked rondo i think he's played good minutes in the minutes that he's gotten like you said he's terrible offensively you know <laughs> They're giving Russell Westbrook and Rajon Rondo the the Luke Dort treatment. <laughs> they are man. They're <laughs> they're just leaving them open. Like each team's playing four on five when they're all, when they when they're playing offense.
1: I'm sure you'd like to have Rondo back on the Mavs, huh? Oh yeah, like, give them, definitely. Give Luca for Rondo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so,
0: so who who do you think winds up winning the series? I know I've I've got the Lakers. I I think they'll do it in six.
1: Man, I mean, obviously, I really—it's hard to bet against LeBron, but I mean, really, but like you said, the Rockets get hot four games, and it's—it's it's over. I mean, the Lakers can't do anything about that. I think I might take the Rockets. Honestly, that's very surprising. I wow! Know. But seven games, super close. That's yeah, a hot I'm take, take. The Rockets in a game seven. You think James Harden's gonna win a game seven? This is overtime <laughs> takes, man. We're all about the hot ones <laughs> on here. That's right. So, you got the Lakers, though? Yeah, I
0: like the Lakers in six. I just okay. – I don't trust Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I think if he penetrates more and doesn't sit on the outside shot, I think they have a real good shot, and hopefully he comes to his senses and does it. But we'll see. We will see.
0: I'm, I'm not betting on it, man. <laughs> not betting on it. <laughs> so, the other series out west, we got the Clippers and the Nuggets tied at 1-1. And after game one, I was like, oh, yeah – Clippers sweep them, get get them out of here. The Clippers are winning it all, and then Game Two happened, <laughs> and I I honestly gave me more confidence in the Clippers, and here's here's why. So Kawhi had 13 in Game Two. Good game. Kawhi's not gonna have 13 again. I think he was four of 18 from the field. That sounds right. Let me look. Yeah, oh, four seventeen from the field, right? So I mean he, he played terribly. That's not gonna happen again. And then Murray had twenty six and Jokic had twenty seven. I don't think you can really expect much more out of them. So I mean I'm not really worried about it. Like I don't think the Nuggets could have played much better than they only won by eight. That's kind of my point. So I mean I don't I don't think it's really gonna be close for the rest of the way out. I, I think the, the Clippers win, you know, the next three games and then they're 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 done with them in five.
1: Yeah, um, I could definitely see that. I think Jokic or Jokic really provides problems for that Clippers D. Um, I mean, they have all those really good perimeter defenders, but, you know, Zubak, Montrezl Harrell, you know, even Morris. I don't, I mean, I don't know who, none of them really match up well with Jokic, so he's going to have to have a big series if they want to, you know, make it past game five. Um, but I think, you know, I think just on the other side of it, um, I don't know. I think if Kawhi, Kawhi's not going to score 13, thirteen, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be above 20, 25 every game. So, um, yeah, I, I see Clippers. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets steal a couple more.
0: Yeah, especially if Jamal Murray gets hot because yeah. he was hot in the first round and mm. yeah, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. But, but who's uh, has anybody surprised you in this series?
0: I wouldn't say surprised. I mean, I think Paul George has played well the first two games. You know, he had 19 in the first and then 22 in the second game, Mm -hmm. which is much better than what he did in Dallas for games one and two. So, just, I think it's a good thing that we're seeing that. Um, Grant had a good game, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, small things like that. Nothing too, too surprising, though. But, yeah. like I think this is a series that, like, like I'm watching, obviously, because... That's important (laughs) if I'm going to do a sports show. (laughs) But it's one of those where it's like I kind of know what's going to happen or I'm really confident on what I think is going to happen. So, I mean, I just don't think that everything that I've seen is showing me it's going to be the Clippers in five and that they're way better than the Nuggets.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, I mean, something that really, you know, I remember two years ago watching the Nuggets in the playoffs and I thought, you know, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray were the next, you know, Splash Brothers um you, maybe not that good but Gary Harris has gone you know he's been unknown you know haven't really even heard his name in the playoffs at all and he had a pretty good game game too so um even a guy like that if you can get him if you can get him rolling a little bit he'll help tremendously
0: yeah well he, he's been hurt too so him coming back I think especially defensively because he is a really good defender you know he's just another piece for them to to kind of add you know he played 30 minutes he had 13 points so i mean mm-hmm. four seven from three that's that's pretty good I'd yeah
1: oh yeah and that's that's what they need i mean he's got to show up more um but yeah Plumlee. Plumlee too I, I was surprised too he really in the last series he hardly played at all yeah and, and i mean I, obviously he was a bad matchup in that you know He was going to do nothing with Gobert, but, you know, I thought he would play more in the playoffs. Um, But we're kind of seeing if you can't shoot the ball, you're pretty useless in the NBA.
0: So what do you think about um, Michael Porter Jr. kind of through these first two series? I like him. I think he's got potential to be possibly a a, a number one scorer. I think he needs to develop defensively, though. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can tell. You see he's just raw right now, just. Game's still moving really fast for him, I think. I mean, he hadn't played hardly in the regular season either year. Um, So, I, I think, yeah, he's – sky's the limit for him. And Bull Bull, too. I mean, they're both – I was about
0: I, to say, man, like if if the Nuggets want to win the series, then they, they got to play Bull Bull. Oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> yeah. They we'll just, put, like, put, randomly
0: put. threw him in to the bubble. It was just kind of, like, out of nowhere – but I mean, I liked it. I thought he played well. He's played well in the minutes that he's gotten. It's mm-hmm. really weird seeing like this seven foot two dude br- bring the ball up the floor and pull up. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a scary
1: sight as well. Yeah. Well, your guy Pat Pebev, he you know he thinks he could guard him. That's for sure. He thinks he can guard everybody. He, he'd pester him. That's for sure. Pebev, man. Yeah. You, what you, the, you gotta love him. You got. I mean, well, what what? A, you gotta respect him. That's I mean, probably a better he, what's word. What's he been doing lately? I mean, he's just been he's been on one. Yeah. With yelling at the lady in the bubble, and then... Bro, Westbrook in game one, yelling all the obscenities at oh kids and families. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
0: Nobody's safe from, from Russell Good Westbrook. I That's just... First yeah. three of the year
1: there. Ah! I'm proud of him.
0: And then he says a bunch of words that I can't say on air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally gets past the first round for the first time since 2015. Oh, man. So, you're with me with the... Clippers in five? I don't think it's five. I think it. I think they push it to at least six. Um, I hope so. I mean, th- these games in the bowls have been so close. They have been. It's been nice,
0: though. You yeah. know, like, part of me kind of likes the no home court advantage thing just because I feel like the better team wins because it's mm-hmm. like n- neutral site. I mean, you know, you're just playing ball, you know, whereas, you know, if Milwaukee's playing in Milwaukee, they're probably not down 3-1. Yeah, oh, no shot. Uh, it's no probably, shot. you know, 2-2 mm-hmm. at a minimum, you know. and So the no fans thing has really kind of affected everything. And speaking of no fans, the no fans thing really helped out Kyle Lowry in Game 3. I don't know if you saw that when he makes the pass over Taco Fall. He's standing, like, way, way back, like, f- further than usual because there's no fans there. Cause like, oh, if there's fans there, okay. you know, they're, they're sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. So Raptors, Celtics, what have you kind of thought about that? And then I know you've got a certain guy that you really want to talk about. Oh man. We can talk about the Um, series first.
1: Gosh. I mean, I'll go ahead and uh, Jason Tatum has looked very good. Yes. Like he has, he's looked really good. Um, obviously I'm really impressed by him. I mean, I'm so impressed with Nick nurse. He's such a, I mean, such a good coach, um, to do that, do what he's doing with nobody. I mean, not nobody, but no, number one, um, it's pretty incredible. And the play he called, you know, he drew up. You know, it, it was so funny. Everybody was saying, you know, Billy Donovan needs to get that. You know, he couldn't think, he, he couldn't even get the ball in bounds. And Nick Nurse called a play. Where the
0: third it. option for the Thunder was Steven Adams at the free throw
1: line. Like, God that's terrible. Really, that was, that like, that's, I'd say I'm, it's such a good series, because, I mean, that series is so spread out, so you don't have anybody scoring 30 a game. It's, you know, 15, 20 here from literally every all starters, and it's just really good basketball to watch, and um, both teams, uh, I'm really impressed with both teams, but what do you think?
0: That OG shot, really just kind of like, it's a shot that can really change the tide of a series, because... You know the Celtics. You know Kimba Walker makes a phenomenal pass in Game Three. Thice dunks it, and you're like three zero Celtics. This series is over. And then OG hits the shot, and it's like it's like a gunshot. If you're the Celtics man, because it's just because it's like sweet. Like we're we're about to go up three zero. They Brown gets sucked in about by this play. Kyle Lowry makes an incredible pass. Jason Kidd. Di- did it better when he was playing for the Mavs when he when he passed it over Yao Ming. But anyway, mm, mm. and um, <laughs> and so and then you know they come out they win game four and now it's two two. It's it's crazy. Like the Raptors could really end up pulling this off. I really hope they don't because the Celtics could really win it, especially if Hayward comes back. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying that like they definitely could offensively. I mean, when Hayward comes back, they're gonna have four guys who can get you twenty on any night of the week. So, I mean, it's just been – it's been good. I've really been impressed with the Celtics' uh, d- defense, though. Because, mm. like, that's really kind of what it comes down, down to for the Raptors. It's like like they have to hit those perimeter shots. And, like, like in, in game one and game two, you know, they shot less than 28% from three. And so that that's why they lost, cause just because they didn't shoot well. And then game three they only shot 33%, but Kyle Lowry had 31 Hmm. So I mean, I've been really impressed with their with their defense on the perimeter, which isn't a surprise though. Like Jason Tatum's a great defender. Like we talk about how great he is offensively, but he can really defend as well. And then Jalen Brown's an even better defender
1: than, oh yeah, than Tatum and Marcus Smart. I mean, he, we all know he's a stalwart out there defensively. Um, but no, I'd say uh, I don't. I don't even know if I want Hayward to come back on the Celtics. Like I mean, I really I do like Hayward, but. Man, I I think these young cats really just. Whenever I feel like when high, Kyrie and Hayward, you know, when they aren't obviously Kyrie hadn't been there all year, but I almost think they play better without them. Like I mean, it's a hot take, but um, I think they need to get rid of one of them in the off season. I I think Hayward definitely, um, and just let Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum run the run the show and. I don't know. I, I think Hayward's just kind of in – I don't know if I like him in the fit in Boston. They may just, you know, yeah, keep him hurt the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> but. I, think he's, I think he's a good fit
0: just because he's not like – like he's good enough to be a one. He's probably the four there, though, which is yeah. really weird. Uh-huh. and actually, I don't think he's good enough to be a one. I, I, I take that back. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, and, but he's quiet, you know. He's not like mm-hmm. Kyrie where he's going to demand the ball every time down the floor. Like, he's okay with scoring 12, you know, as long as they win. And I think oh, that yeah. – So I, that's why I think he, he can shoot too. Like I think he really kind of helps spread the floor. Mm. Defensively, you know, he's average. I wouldn't say he's a bad defender, but he's definitely not like Brown or Tatum. Yeah. But I, I definitely see what you're saying because it's just – you know, like if you're, if you're giving you know, Hayward ten to twelve touches. That's less touches for Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. But
1: I mean, I shouldn't have put J. I shouldn't have put Gordon Hayward in Kyrie's level. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> Kyrie's definitely, I think, a cancer to a lot of teams. But uh, I, th- I just don't think I haven't been that impressed with Hayward since he's been on the Celtics. To be honest, but yeah.
0: Well he had that leg he had that injury in his mm. first game and that's it's been all it's been yeah. Yeah, downhill ever since. But So who so who do you have winning the series?
1: Man, I'm gonna take the Raptors, honestly. I know you I know you're gonna take the Celtics. <laughs> I'm taking the Celtics at seven. I'm yeah. I've gotta take the Rap I mean defending champs, I think that shot turns the series completely around. I don't think the Celtics are cover. They're too young.
0: I don't know, but they've got some playoff experience though, like yeah, Eastern Conference no, they Finals. Do. They
1: do, but
0: I mean, they aren't the defending champs, so You know, they that's do. fair. Kawhi's not there either for the Raptors, though. No, that's uh, true. That's true. No, no three ball in well, the corner that's gonna hit the rim seven times and go in. That's not, not happening in this series. Well, they do have uh they do have Mark Gasol, so that's that's really all they that's need. That's right. The the better of the two mm-hmm. Gasol brothers, right there. <laughs> Okay, so you texted me earlier this week, and we're like, can we do a segment on why Jason Tatum is, is a top five player? So I'm going to let you do your thing. Like, So do you think he's a top five player, or do you just think he's like in, so, in the conversation? So, yeah, how this
1: came about, I was listening to one of your recent pods, um, and I heard you say something about Jason Tatum might be a top ten pl- I mean, he's definitely top ten, maybe even top five. And I was like, huh, because we, we were just having this conversation the other day Talking about Luca being a top five player, and the top five right now, I mean, in my opinion, it's one through three, no particular order. You got Bron, Kawhi, KD. I mean, however. Yeah, put I it. agree. Um, and then I mean, I think four and five right now are still James Harden, Steph Curry, in my opinion. Just however, four, you know, Curry could be four, Hard could be five. Um, so I mean, anybody breaking the top five. Like AD does doesn't even break my top five. Yeah, he didn't break mine either. And I mean that's, I still have eighty above Jason Tatum and. So you don't have Giannis in your top five either. No, no, and that's what like I I forgot about a lot of people. Like you can't, I. Yeah, I mean Giannis is definitely six, but. Yeah. Eighty. Um. Probably seven or eight. Yeah, I mean you've got and there's L- so much Luka's talent. Probably in the seven or eight. Like I I know you were probably it was probably you were probably just like overshooting it a little bit like didn't mean like well no man Luca's Luca's
0: pretty good man
1: oh yeah no Luca I got Luca in my top ten for sure Tatum probably top fifteen but um, yeah I, that was just my whole point like I was like there's no way Jason Tatum's a yeah. top five player it's right one now, of the things that like you know I, I talked about this on one of one of my recent
0: podcasts as well just how we throw the term he's top five around. Yes. You throw it around all the time. And then you sit and think, it's like, you know, Anthony Davison better than Giannis, Harden, Steph, Katie, mm-hmm. or Braun. And that's leave a out, you know? Like, oh. but yeah, it's something that I've noticed that we do, you know? And God. I, you know, Luka hit the shot, and I was like, he's top five. I, I still think he is. I, I think he's the fourth best player in the
1: NBA. And I mean, you've got guys like Jimmy B going off. Um, Heck, people might have – Paul George before the playoffs, you know, he was top three in MVP voting last year. He so. was, man. And I now mean, he's the second best
0: player on his team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, like it's just there's so much talent in the league and that's what makes it so much fun to watch. And So with there being so much
0: talent, I was talking to my buddy Colt last night and he's like they could, you know, expand the league and do 32 teams just because there is so much talent. I'm not a fan of that. I think that it kind of dilutes the talent. And instead of having more good teams, you just end up with more bad teams. Just because, you know, at the end of the day, is going to want to go play with Paul George and LeBron's going to mm-hmm. want another guy with him. And it just kind of makes teams worse. So, like, what do you kind of think about that?
1: I wouldn't whatever, – whatever Adam Silver's doing right now, don't change it. Agreed. I mean, like, it is – I mean, the league is so competitive. It's like there's a perfect mix of – you can tell which teams are trying to rebuild and then you can tell which teams are like thinking they have the right pieces to make a play, you know, make it come up and then you can tell the teams they just like, cool, like the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul, like the two stars want to play together. Like you're either a, you know, prestige, you know, top of the top tier, like the Clippers or the Lakers or your up-and-coming team, like... The Nuggets. Yeah, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Or you're rebuilding, like... The Hawks. Yeah, or like what we thought Memphis would be this year, but They ended up making the playoffs. Yeah. Or almost making the playoffs. And that's what... It's like even the Suns, like, we thought they were rebuilding. They really are, but... They went 8-0 in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, they're so talented. Anybody can... It's just a great league, right? Like, you... Yeah. And, And speaking of the Suns, man, like... It sucks for
0: them because you know, like the fans are like, like we're gonna make the playoffs. Like that's kind of the bar for this next year, but there's no way. Just because the West is so deep, like the, the Lakers will make it again, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets. Don't, I'm, count,
1: don't count the Spurs out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mavericks will make it again. Oh yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the Thunder are
0: gonna make it. But they might. The, well, they'll probably trade CP3, yeah. so I don't, I don't think they will. But you're going to throw Golden State in their spot because the Golden State's going to be oh, really yeah. good next
1: year. Golden State's in there.
0: Uh, Memphis is going to be good. The Pelicans are going to be good. There's, that's eight teams right there. And then you got the Suns. That's nine. Like That's nine really good teams. Uh, the Blazers, they're going to yeah. be really good. So, I mean, it's just – it's rough out west, man. Mm-hmm. I'm but. sorry for
1: all all five of the Phoenix Suns fans out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry for all five of you guys. Yeah, but <laughs> no, the, you don't even. I, that I just now realized you got the Pelicans and the Grizzlies coming up, and then the Blazers are going to be healthy next year. It's deep oh, out there. Oh my gosh! And Giannis comes to the West. Y- you think no, he leaves? I don't know. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk
0: I, more I mean, about that. We're, I mean, that's that was the next topic. So okay. I mean, okay. So look, he. I'm not even gonna ask you. Think's gonna win the series because I mean, it's three one. Giannis is. I'm assuming he's not gonna play this game. He he tweaked his ankle. He was walking around in a boot last night. So I, it's just. I think he's done. So I mean, does Giannis leave? Does he stay? What do you kind of think?
1: Man. Before last night, I was dead set that he was gonna stay, but um, and. Like you tweeted it, like they're, you know, they're uh, what, 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 what am, what am I thinking of? What word am I thinking of? Um, you know, they're second tier guys. They're just not as good. Like they here's yeah, they didn't play nearly as good when Giannis was out there. Yeah, I and
0: like. I think that there's so you know I give the Rockets a hard time because they let Harden iso and then just kind of kick, and I I hate that kind of basketball. I don't think it's it's not fun to watch. You know, I mean. Obviously, like, you get to see how great of a player Harden is, but the Bucks really do the same thing. It's a lot of drive and kick with Giannis. And so I think that – and, you know, Giannis is a great player. And I just think that, like, when he's on the floor, it's like – Giannis is on the floor. He's going to go get 30 for us. You know, offensively, you know, I just need to hit my shots. And like, there's, like, this kind of relaxation, whereas, you know, like, Giannis gets hurt and they're like, oh, man, like, no Giannis. i really got to kind of mm-hmm. play harder. And I just – that's not a good thing. Yeah, their second best player is Middleton, who's a three, in my opinion. Mm. I don't like Middleton. I don't think he's that no. good of a player. Even though, no, you know, Giannis went out last night and he played really well. But I, I think he leaves. I don't really know where he goes.
1: You know, you know where I uh, he has Philly one year, one, <laughs> one year left on his contract, right? One year left. I think
0: he's a free agent. I've really? heard. I I thought he had one year left, but I've heard that he's he's supposed to be a
1: free agent. What What I would like to see is. Um, the Mavs trade for Zingas and a lot of and a lot of other players. Just leave Luca basically for Giannis, and you automatically get that you know the the defensive guy that we were talking about that the right Mavs need. Yeah, you don't. I mean, whatever you, you can let him him and Luca pick and roll every time. That'd be nasty. Golly. And I mean, obviously you lose Chris Stapps, but I and mean, you had a guy who can't shoot. That's my thing with Giannis. He can't shoot. Yeah, and but it's important. You've got Luca and. It doesn't – if you give Luca really anybody, I think they're going to be – like, Luca's going to put up the points and he's going to find Giannis inside. And Giannis is going to D up whoever on the other end. They could play two on five and I might take the <laughs> Mavs. Over the Suns, definitely. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But it's so just – So you think he leaves too? You think Giannis is leaving? I think
0: he does. Originally, I didn't think he was going to. I was like, they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals and then he'll be like, oh, we're really close, and then he'll stay. But they're getting bounced in the second round. Man. So, I mean, it's just
1: yeah, it's. But I don't know. A lot of teams are saying you don't, you don't judge. You know, a big trade like that off of this year. You know, they're just you know because of the quarantine, the bubble, and all that. They're just almost like let's run it back next year and not even count this year. So that's fair. I so, don't know. So
0: what do you think about the take that this like isn't a part of the old season? Like I don't know if you've heard this at all, but like. Kenny Smith was talking about, like, this isn't, like, when we were watching Luca play, he's like, this isn't, you know, year two Luca still trying to figure out. He's like, this is year three Luka because he had three months off to go back and watch tape and kind of develop. And I think I really agree with him. And I think that that's part of the reason why we're seeing the upsets that we're seeing. I think that's why Jamal Murray's been so good because he's had three months to go look at tape. That's why Donovan Mitchell was so good because he's had three months to go work, look at tape and work on his game, you know, because I'm assuming that's what they were doing because they didn't have anything else to go do. They
1: were quarantined. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, I never even, <clears throat> I never really heard that take, but I definitely agree with, I think there's something to it. I think there's something with that. They definitely looked at film over those three months, uh, kind of figured out what they're doing good, what they're doing bad, what they can improve on. Um, but also I think just playing in the bubble gym, um, <clears throat> they don't have families. They're all just, let's play, let's go back to the hotel, play 2k and, eat pizza you know they don't they aren't like yeah it's eat pizza spend time with my family and (laughs) do all this stuff they're like yeah this is like they're in their perfect life right now yeah hooping in a gym and playing 2k off the court like not having to go within a half mile radius and getting whatever you want which is weird man like
0: could you imagine like like you're out here you're, (gasps) you're playing ball and you go like three for four with two bombs and a double. And then you're freaking walking around, and
1: you see the picture that you that you hit two bombs off of. No, it it would not. I don't know how they do it. It's, I mean, especially I with just like all the fights and stuff that have been happening, and all the beef and the bubble like like Dame. I don't know how Dame didn't. I'm surprised he wasn't just swinging on anybody that he saw or freaking Morris when he yeah, sees uh, Luca. Oh, <laughs> the the uh, what. The Europeans are going to gang up on the Morris twins. <laughs> it's going to be Luca and Porzingis and Jokic. Oh, they don't. Man. They don't like him picking on Luka.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go back to the Lakers series. You know, Morris had 14 last night, 16, something like that. But that won't happen again. Do no. averages three points a game, then comes out and has 12 in his first three minutes.
1: <laughs> it, he'll put it up. He'll he'll shoot next game. That's for sure. Um, oh yeah. Hopefully he's off the Rockets you know you really it. don't like the Lakers do you man I I don't really care much for him I really I didn't care either way who won but after seeing James Harden really compete on the defensive end the other day against the Thunder I was like man like, he really wants a ring and I respect that um I don't, I don't I wouldn't say I have a problem with the Lakers I'm just I don't know MJ guy Oh yeah, an MJ guy. MJ all the way. Oh yeah, where's and Cross at to, when you need him? Yeah, one of us needs to be a LeBron fan to make this show better. But <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about
0: the Nets hiring Steve Nash? I like it. I'll be honest. Like I know people were upset, and I don't. I don't talk about race very often, but I don't think this was a race thing. This was a. No. This no. was a Kevin Durant really liked Steve Nash because he worked with him in Golden State, and he told yeah. the GM, "Let's
1: go hire Steve Nash." And Kyrie was like, "I second that. Let's go hire Steve Nash." Yeah, I mean. I think the whole point. I think Stephen A. or somebody was trying to make it about race. And I want to say, you know, the Knicks hired Derek Fisher, like he was had no coaching experience, and they hired him, who's a much bigger franchise than the Nets, just because he was a great point guard. Like I think, I don't think it had anything to do with race. Um, and even Jason Kidd, I think. Jason the Nets said, hired Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's he's a he's mixed, is he not? I'm pretty
0: sure he's – I'm not sure. I'll, I'm not I sure. But, like, he didn't have any experience. They hired him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc, Doc Rivers was the same way. You know, like, exactly. they just – because, I mean, look, like, point guards know the game. And, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, it also helps that, you know, Steve Nash worked with Kevin Durant for two years. You know, yeah. and, like, that matters, right? And I'm mean, like, I don't, I don't blame him for hiring Steve Nash. I, I think it's a good hire. I think Steve Nash is going to be a good coach. You know, he's one of the best point guards we've ever seen play basketball. Yeah. So.
1: No, I, I definitely I, – I do think, you know, the Knicks – uh, President GM, um, he has had, or no, not th- I'm thinking. Of, yeah, I'm thinking of the Knicks, but yeah, I mean, in some cases, yeah, I mean, I do, th- I do still think there's, um, you know, some drama and politics that go into it, but I don't think this is one of them.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I just think that, I just think that, I think it's a good hire. That's the fifth time I've said that, but. I think he's going to be really good for Kyrie yeah. because, you know, Steve Nash had those years with Amara Stoudemire where, you know, as great as a player that Steve Nash was, he was he was the two, you know, and I think that that's something that Kyrie really needs is somebody to be like, okay, like, yeah, like you're a great player, but, you know, you're, you're the two. And, like, this is kind of how you go about that as a point guard. So I think Steve Nash is going to be even better for Kyrie than he will for Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a two-time MVP. Um, I mean, Jason Kidd and Derek Fisher and Doc Rivers never won an MVP. Like, this this hire should not be questioned at all, in my opinion.
0: Oh, it shouldn't, you know. And The only other guy that maybe that they could have gotten that might have been better is Mark Jackson just because he was really good in Golden State. Mm-hmm. That's the only guy that I was like, okay, I could see them hiring him, but he's been really good.
1: See, I, I hear a lot of these guys are either – Coaches that help rebuild or coaches that help win. Yes. And everybody that I, everybody's saying that Mark Jackson's like a rebuilding coach, and I don't really know how you base that off anything because
0: I think it's he left, and then as soon as he left, Golden State really kind of took off into mm-hmm. what we know them as now, and that was before they got Kevin Durant too.
1: Yeah. And but I mean they didn't they didn't really give him a chance. I mean he had, I mean Curry was just getting into his own. I feel like when. Right before you know, he had one year with a good Curry, and then they let him go. Um, not to take anything away from Steve Kerr, I think, but I mean, I think yeah, he's he's another guy who got hired with no with exactly, no coaching experience. Exactly, I mean, they it's just, I mean, if you were a point guard in the NBA, you know, a longtime twenty year vet that has a bunch of All Stars, you're probably going to get hired as a coach if you want to be.
0: Exactly, yeah, and that's the thing. As like, I don't think Steve Nash. I believe he'd been offered other positions to coach, and he turned them down. And then he was like, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that job. I'll, I'll coach KD. <laughs> if, if
1: you want to make me, I'll coach KD. If you want to pay me a million dollars to coach KD, I guess I will.
0: So do you think there's any chance that the Bucks fire Budenholzer? I think mm. there is.
1: I don't think they will, but he better chance, put or shut up next year. Chance – I mean, not this – no way they do this off season. Um, I think that's something else with the bubble right now. They're, you know, people, they're not, you know, coaches are have more safety in their job right now. Um, just because it's a weird season, nobody's going to base it off this. But I think, you know, if he has another down year next year in the playoffs, y- yeah, he's got to be out. Got it. And I mean, I'm a Budden fan for sure. but Yeah,
0: he's a good coach. You know, he's done a great job of developing some guys like he's developed Giannis like he's he's been kind of he's played a big role in that mm. so he may be you know he may be one of those coaches where he builds the bucks and then they get rid of him and then they go win you know which would really suck man could you imagine it's like man like I did all this work you know like I'm part of the reason like why that guy developed to be as good as he is and then I leave and then they freaking go and win I won a championship that'd make me sick to my stomach I'd be upset <laughs>
1: I mean, he he's no Nick Nurse, but he he does a good job. He does Dude, t- Nick Nurse, man, that's one of the yeah, best coaches in, in the NBA. I mean, he, he's definitely below uh, my man Greg Popovich and uh, Mister Ricky Ricky Carlisle. Um, <laughs> Rick
0: Carlisle too, man. I love Rick Carlisle,
1: most underrated coach in the league, definitely. Yeah, we, he's, we've talked about this yeah.
0: before. I mean, he was. I mean, he is a big reason why they beat Miami in 2011. You know, because Defe- defensively. I'm going to say he figured him out because I don't think you can figure out how to stop LeBron James or Dwayne Wade or guys of that caliber. But he figured out how to slow him down. And offensively, he was like, we're going to get – Dirk's going to get a touch every time down. Mm -hmm. And that's why they won. And then, you know, he's evolved to where he's, you know, got – this year, you know, he had the best offensive team ever if you look at the numbers. And just seeing him – and that's over a course of nine years, right? So just kind of seeing him evolve. I mean, then again – it's not hard to coach an offense when you got a guy like Luca, but yeah, you, you but, know
1: what I mean, though. But I mean, we see these, these guys like Tom Thibodeau, the Chicago Bulls head coach. Remember, he was Nick's head coach, coach now. Yeah, big defensive coach. Um, you know, the NBA changed to more offensive, and he's really struggled with it. He hasn't, and you know, he was a great he's a great basketball mind, but he didn't he didn't evolve with the times like uh, Ricky C did.
0: Yeah, agreed. And speaking of like the league changing and you just kind of getting left behind Roy Hibbert <laughs> Talk about a guy you got to feel bad for, man. <laughs> like you I feel terrible for this dude. Like he was Who?
1: Roy Hibbert. The, who? I I, I forgot about I forgot who he was. Dominant. Was so long.
0: Really good for the Pacers. 2011-2012 kind of around that time when they were going toe to toe with Miami and then he just like 2 years later was gone. Like you never heard of him again and that's just cuz he couldn't shoot. And the guys who were guarding were gar- they were guarding him out. <laughs> he's played defense out of the three point line, so he couldn't protect the rim, and he was gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys like that, if you, if he you can't shoot the ball and you're slow on defense,
0: yeah, you're, you're, you're gone. You're gone. You won't, <laughs> We won't hear from thing. you. And like get ju- about you in two years. And then that's like I don't know how like Rudy Gobert is still around because he's kind of in the same boat where. Yeah, like you can protect the rim, but that's and you, and you can dunk the ball, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And
1: well, I think Gobert's a little different because Hibbert couldn't move. You know, he couldn't move his feet. I watched the game six or game seven at the end of the game, and Gobert honestly almost took the game. I mean, he can't because he really has no offensive game, but. defensively though yeah yeah he was blocking shots on one end guarding you know switching picking up Jamal Murray guarding on the three-point line and then getting put back dunks and catching oops and like he had quick 10 points and like it was just he was unguardable there for Jokic especially um so I mean he's definitely different but I don't know if he's he's one of the very few that can't shoot the ball that's still going to make an impact on your team
0: yeah, I agree. It's, there's there's certain guys like that in the league, but at the end of the day, you either you either you shoot it and you play, or you don't and you sit. You know, and like even even when you look at most shot blockers, though, like like we were saying, I mean, Javale McGee can move, and he's one of the best. He's a good he's a, a rim protector. That's what they all kind of look like now. And they're all super athletic. But mm-hmm. so we got about forty seconds left till we go to a short break. So you got anything else that you kind of want to get off before when we come back from the quick. break
1: it'll be nfl and mlb oh, okay okay i'll save my mlb question for then um actually actually you know what i'll bring it up real quick uh okay real real quick question is uh john lester in the hall of fame
0: yes yes
1: okay hot take hot take i,
0: I mean i i don't think he's first ball or anything but yeah Do you like think I,
1: he's all, that we were just watching him last night he's got what like, three three four world series rings he's got Three and I mean the whole cancer thing with Boston. Yeah, that was
0: that. And I mean he's just he's really he's really good. He's he's a yes for me. That's kind of biased because he is a Cub, but yeah, we'll be right back after the short break. We're back. I'm not sure why that ad or announcement didn't play, but anyway, we're back. So so now we're gonna move kind of more into the NFL, MLB kind of portion of this. So. We're not going to go too, too in depth on the NFL. I'm going to do a full show on that this upcoming Wednesday at the same time from 9 to 10. So if you're sitting around, you don't have anything to do, come check it out. It's going to be a lot of NFL because the NFL starts on Thursday, which is
1: weird. It's just kind of like snuck up on us, you know? Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Missed the NFL, college football, missed it all. It's, it's nice to have it back, though.
0: Like, I'm I'm ready for football. I don't know about you, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm ready to see <clears throat> Mr. Tom Brady get number seven. You think he no, gets seven? I no, I'm about to I say. Don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I think um, we'll have to see. I mean, there's... I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, my team's probably going to be the 49ers. That's who I'd pick. I got the Niners coming back. Um, Over the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I think... Lamar's going to have to prove himself in the playoffs. I mean, I think he obviously does eventually. Um, But he's going to have to prove he can throw the ball whenever it matters Um, because right now anybody can just do exactly what uh, Tennessee did last year and, you know, really stop that offense or make them struggle. Yeah.
0: That's the thing with the Ravens. This is totally off script, but that's okay. They can't really play from behind. I mean, they can't because, you know, Lamar Jackson's great, but he can't throw the ball like Uh. Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or Carson Wentz or anybody or Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. So I think that they, like, in order for them to beat teams, like, they have to get a lead early just because Lamar Jackson's –
1: I'm
0: trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like I don't like Lamar Jackson. He's just – he's a much better runner than he's a thrower.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think he he can develop into a great thrower one day. I think he's just not there yet, um, and hopefully this year we see it. I mean, he's uns. If he if he could, I, I just don't even want to think about that. Oh, he'd be insane. Just, yeah, just like he was in the regular season. Yeah, I mean,
0: even though I mean, he did lead the league in in, in touchdown passes last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're saying this guy can't <laughs> throw, and he led the
1: league. I don't. Yeah, we'll just have to see in the playoffs, really.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see how teams kind of adjust to them this year. Because, like, you know, most quarterbacks or players in general have a big year one, and then teams make adjustments. And then, you know, we kind of see where, where where they go from there. Unless you're Baker, then you're just bad every year you play. <laughs> oh, Baker, <laughs> Baker hate.
1: So, uh, what do you uh, – how do you feel about Cam on the Patriots this year?
0: Okay, thank you. Because I've got – Okay. I think he's going to be good, not too, too worried about him. You know, I think he doesn't fit, like, he doesn't fit their culture very well, but at the same time, like, I think he's a really talented player. But I just, I I have to say this, because, so he was elected a captain, right? And people just went crazy. They're like, oh, Cam Newton's a captain, natural born leader. Like, (laughs) Cam Newton's back. All this stuff. Let me ask you a question if you're one of those people who said that. Name me one NFL team where the starting quarterback is not a captain. You can't. You can't name one. Every starting quarterback in the NFL, in college, in high school is is the captain. That's
1: true. That's true. Um, I just
0: don't think it's that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. You're right. I was about to say Jacksonville, but Menchu. I'm sure Menchu's a...
0: I'm sure he is, yeah.
1: He's got (laughs) to be. He's a leader. He's a good... (laughs) <laughs> Get the captain spot, he's automatic, good leader. Um no, I think if it, he didn't have any weapons this year. None. I I feel so bad. I think he's gonna go off and have a great comeback year, but um I don't think he leads the Patriots to the playoffs and a lot of people are gonna be like, Oh, well Tom could do it, Tom could do it. It's completely different. I mean, he yeah. lost a bunch of starters, you know, are opting out this year and Tom Brady's also
0: you know, the best quarterback ever. So I don't think it's really yeah. a, a fair comparison. I
1: mean, we're comparing him to a down year Brady, too. Um, but I mean, Brady had no weapons last year. I mean, Edelman, Edelman's he's he's frail. He, he's he's just older, man. Like, yeah. he's not the same. Mm-mm. I don't know. I think Nikhil Harry might be a bust. I don't like saying that quite yet, but.
0: Yeah, well, then again, I just think it's you know the Patriots run such a, especially with Tom Brady at the helm, like their system is just so it's tough. I it's it's a tough system to learn. So I just think that maybe that's part of it. Cause like, let's be honest, like when is the last time we saw a rookie have a good year in New England? I mean, I don't, I can't remember any. You know, So I think part of it is just the system. And yeah, I, I, it's it's tough,
1: you know. But shout out, shout out, Logan Moose. Shout out, uh, Allen Hall, not Brandon <laughs> Pollack. Um, but yeah, I don't. And but I mean, their their conference is down. I mean, the Bills are good, but they're still gonna beat the Jets twice. They're still gonna beat the Dolphins. Sorry, John. No, they're not. Um, the Dolphins are beat them twice. I mean, they still have. I think the over unders nine on them. Um, I don't see them getting. I, I'm putting a lot of money on the under there, but nine. Uh, they they. There, there, are a seven to nine win team. Yeah, you could see it, but I th- I'm definitely closer to six, seven than. Yeah, I am too.
0: But, and my Miami's gonna win eight. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and last night I was looking at the notes, I had no idea JV Clowney got signed. Yeah, one year, twelve Five million dollars to the Titans. We've been waiting for this news, and like it, like didn't even blow. Yeah, it down, didn't, didn't blow
0: anything up. up. Like uh, no, it you didn't, didn't even. It on Twitter. Yeah, you didn't.
1: Like, what is that?
0: Because he signed to the Titans. <laughs> that's, that's why you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good pickup. And he, like, Jadavion Clowney, you know, he's a good player. I think he's going to have a really good year just because it's like one-year deal. Wasn't pursued a bunch in the off. Wasn't pursued at all in the off season, And it's like, come out, you know, have a year where you have 12 sacks and you'll get the money that you're looking for, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, the talent's there. Just got to get more production out of them, I think. I don't know. I mean they're they're scary. You, you get Derrick Henry running both ways, get him playing D end on the other side, let him run D end and running back. That's you know, that that that's a good D over there. Yeah,
0: definitely. I I like the t I the the are gonna be good, you know. They may win
1: their you, you their division. The, you agree Derrick Henry playing defense is here.
0: Oh yeah, let him play middle linebacker. Okay. <laughs> let, okay. let him do that. <laughs> And then you can let Ryan Tannehill play safety.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mariota. If Mariota was still there, you'd let him. Yeah, but. there you go.
0: But he's in Oakland. Not Oakland. He's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Putting pressure on, on Derek
1: Carr. Is he gonna be the starter by the end of the year?
0: No, nah, it's gonna be Derek Carr. I like Derek
1: Carr. I don't know why I don't yeah. know why people don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Gruden just wants his own guy. I think yeah, that's really I what agree. it is.
0: But It's just, yeah, I don't... So, there's this other signing that didn't make any waves at all, but give it to what? Tom Brady's what? Is he 42 or is he 43? 42. So, give it three years, and it'll be a big deal. Hot take alert. Here it comes. You ready? (laughs) So, the Miami Dolphins released former first-round pick, number 10 pick in the draft, Josh Rosen. Tampa Bay went out and signed him. So I've I've been an advocate for Josh Rosen since he came out of of UCLA. He can throw it. He throws a really good ball, and he's just never really had much of an opportunity everywhere he's gone. So he he gets drafted by by Arizona, and worst offensive line in football that year, hands down. So he's terrible, right? And then the owner's like, hey, I want to play college football. (laughs) So they go out, and new coach, new system, they dump Rosen, and you know they they go get Kyler, and you know they're gonna win five games this year. <laughs> so he, he goes to Miami, behind the second worst offensive line in football, plays terrible. They end up playing Fitzpatrick, who's a who's a solid quarterback. So I just don't think he's ever really gotten a fair shot. So the Buccaneers went out and signed him. In three years, I think he'll get a fair shot, and I I think he'll he'll stick. Three years. You got Tom playing three more years. At, that's how long his, his contract's for three years. Oh my gosh. He, he, <clears throat> he said he wants to play until he's 45. Or that's two years like or whatever. It's
1: almost like one of our dads playing that quarterback.
0: Is, my dad's 44. Like <laughs> It is like my dad playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, he's He eats a lot better food. Oh yeah. He's on a lot better diet. I love my dad, but he's got a little. A little yeah, I don't. Little tummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think uh, Blaine Gabbert is the backup right now for the Bucks. So mm-hmm. he is. You know he. You Blaine Gabbert, golly, he just—you never know. Him and him and Rosen might be battling for the starting spot. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert will never start. No way. <laughs> no way. That's uh, really hard to hear. <laughs> so uh, I, I've kind of got a hot take on my uh, baseball American League MVP. Okay. We can move to that. We'll, yeah, we'll go, We'll finish. We'll finish with the AL MVP though. Okay, know.
0: sounds good. So give me your uh your Cy Young favorites. I've got my two. Uh, Bieber, Shane, Shane Bieber's a lock. just not Justin, a lock, but Justin's you know,
1: brother Shane, he's <laughs> he's really going off this year. He's been ridiculous, man. Like he's nuts. Yeah, he and I don't see anybody touching him the rest of the year. Seven and zero, one two five ERA. Mm-hmm.
0: Fifty seven ninety four strikeouts in fifty seven innings.
1: Yeah. That's just
0: absurd. And your guy I got your guy you um you Darvish. Darvish you Darvish from the
1: NL. And do you remember when uh Yelich tweeted at him last year and said that about nobody needs help facing you, be better? Did you see the <laughs> stats? Yelich is at like one ninety eight since, since then since then. It's and terrible. Darvish is like had a one four four ERA. Yeah. He's that been is, dominant man. Yelich, you gotta be better, man. And then, dude, like
0: he's he throws like eight pitches. Could you imagine? I couldn't imagine. I imagine hitting off a dude like that. It's like, yeah, like this guy could throw me one of eight pitches, and he throws them all really well. For sh- and he can put throw all of them over the plate.
1: It's honestly almost like Coach Hall throwing BP. <laughs> you never know where any <laughs> of them are going. Yeah, for real. Are you gonna hit this year? Y- yeah, we're yeah we're hitter back this year. We're, we're, yes. we're running it back. Yes. So, T. Lang yeah, back at right. the dish. That's right. Watch out of the tennis
0: courts. You can play outfield too. <laughs>
1: I don't know about all that. I don't
0: know about all that. So my my freshman year, I I got moved to the outfield. We were having a scrimmage, and me and T. Lang were supposed to rotate playing left field. <laughs> and it, like, every inning, you know, it'd be it'd be T. Lang's turn. He'd be like, "Hey, Jonathan, go out there."
1: So yeah. I to play outfield the whole game. I, I knew you needed the reps, man. Uh, I, was, I did. I, I needed the reps. There. I, knew, I needed I knew the you reps. Were, you were hungry. I That's wanted, right. I wanted to let you eat. It's, it was all about me,
0: man. You're just trying to be a, <laughs> a good teammate.
1: <laughs> oh, so who do you have? Are you you going you and? uh.
0: You and Shane Bieber. I don't think. It, I mean, they may give it to DeGrom just because his last name's DeGrom. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I wouldn't argue one bit. He's so good. He's the best pitcher in baseball. I'd take him before I took Garrett Cole. He
1: really, we we've got some uh, ladies looking at John in here.
0: That's like the fourth time, you know. That's what happens, man. You 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 get a girl, and then every other girl wants you, man. It's just kind of it's kind of how it
1: goes. of natural, huh? <laughs> no, dude, Degrom. You could you could watch him pitch on loop all day, and like it is just he's so good. It's, it's beautiful. It's unreal.
0: Yeah, I just he's so man. So he's so good. Who do you have a uh, NL MVP? I think it's. Tatis, I don't really think but, you can yeah, go wrong with that. Yeah. Even though Ian Happ for the Cubs leads the league in OPS, he's hit like not—he's I think he's he's at he's at like double-digit home runs. He's been really good this year. Like he's hitting like three fifteen. I mean, it's it's Tatis through and through, but Ian Happ will definitely get votes.
1: God, Ian Happ—he's
0: been so good. He's leading the league in OPS. That's like that's the new on-base percentage. Like that's like what. GMs look at now.
1: No, I. I mean, I think Tatis is going to win it. Oh, unless, I. I unless do he too. Just doesn't play this whole month. Um, AL, AL. I've a. Uh, Who's your pick?
0: I mean, I just <clears throat> I went super traditional. was like Mike Trout.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I. I mean Trout. I Dad think power. right now, right now, you know who the odds are. I haven't. I didn't look at him. Shane Bieber, AL really? MVP. Yeah, Heavy, wild. So That's my pick. I mean. I, He's been that good. Like, yeah, I
0: mean, we Kershaw has an MVP, doesn't he? If Either not, or, he's been I close.
1: Him or Verlander? I think one of them won it. If not both, um, but yeah, I mean, it's you don't see that too often.
0: You don't at all. I mean, it's just I don't know. That's definitely um, a, a hot take. Um, that's wild though. Like I just don't. He could win it, and that's that's how you know it's a sixty game season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, who surprised you this year in the MLB? Who's let you down? Who surprised you? The Orioles look surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. The Tigers haven't been as bad as I thought they
0: would. The Phillies are hot right now, and I had the Phillies winning the, the NLE, so I need them to kind of continue on this track. Mm-hmm. But I just... So I know who's really surprised me. I'm trying to think of teams that like might squeak into the playoffs that I didn't think would. So I, I I knew the White Sox would be good. I didn't think they'd be this good though. I didn't think no. they'd be good enough to win their division.
1: Dude, yeah, I was looking at their uh, the odds to win the MVP or Cy Young, and like three okay one and two in the AL is Bieber and maybe uh, it's Hendricks for the uh, Athletics. But like literally three through seven is Giolito, Keuchel. And like three more White Sox pitchers, so yeah. I had no idea their staff was pitching that good.
0: Well, G. Lido threw, threw that no hitter the other. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I, I mean, they have five guys. I mean, it's. I thought they just. I mean, they they have like the big names on offense, um, but they're they kind of they're gonna be scary. Yeah, they're Maybe good not this year, but next year that's that's a scary team.
0: It is like they're just. Louis Robertson Center is so good. Oh yeah, he's just absurd. I don't know if you saw the catch he made the other day, dude. Uh, but he's like, he shaded the to, to left center and runs all the way to right center and lays out and makes this incredible play. You know, he's got potential to be a, like a reminds, Mike Trout kind of guy.
1: Kind of reminds me of you in the outfield. Yeah, really close. You know, laid on the line. <laughs>
0: You know, I also hit balls like 450 feet, you know. No, yeah, no. <laughs> no
1: big deal. You definitely thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would uh Man, the team that's definitely um let me down is the Angels. Um I think they've got – They don't have the pitching. That's no, their thing. They've got two guys. I think they've got two hitters in the top seven in war. In Rendon the, and Trout, I yeah, would assume. Yeah, and then they have two pitchers. David Fletcher's been really good for them. Yeah. Just saying. He's, and then they've got two pitchers in the – top seven for war as well, but they're 16-29. Yeah, they're just bad, man. I don't
0: I don't know. The Dodgers have lived up to the expectations. Are the Tampa Bay Rays still one in the East? The AL East? They may be. Yeah, no, they definitely are. Yeah, the Yankees
1: and, are struggling. And
0: Gary Sanchez has been terrible. Yeah. That, what is, Aaron Boone benched
1: him. I want, I want to know what the deal is, like how the Yankees got a new, you know, player development coach or Whatever they, president of baseball operations, but every one of their guys still gets hurt every year. And like you look at a team like the Dodgers, I think
0: part of it is just like their athletes are big, and is like some sometimes you know these bigger athletes, big they guys just are usually get usually Tougher
1: though, big guys are always tougher. Okay, sure, man. You, you sure, and, you and Coach Hall and Coach Pollock are uh huh, yeah, no, <laughs> soft guys. Uh uh-huh. you know it. But something know, to think about. It. Yeah, I don't know. Just but blame it on the fact that they're big. Sure. Just let's let's do that. Get on the big guys. <laughs> but
0: so we got about thirty seconds left and then we got we gotta do the outro. You got anything else that, that you want to talk about for thirty seconds? Or twenty now.
1: John Lester Hall of Fame.
0: John Lester's going to the Hall of Fame.
1: Coach Moose said Coach Moose
0: uh disagreed with that. He texted me about it. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Hall of I Fame. I mean week? he's Three World Series rings. He's, been, he's really good for his entire. I don't know his like did career get, stats. Did he get
1: a Cy Young? I feel like I
0: mean I he may know. have one like for the AL, uh-huh. but I don't know. But that's gonna do it. This has been OT takes, overtime takes, whatever you want to call it. If you enjoyed it, we'll, I'll, I'll be back on Wednesday. I don't, I don't know if T Lang will or not, but and there's also a podcast that I've been doing. It's also called Overtime Takes. So if you want to check that out, you no, know, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, follow yeah. him on Twitter. Oh yeah, follow follow on Twitter at OT Takes if if you want. <laughs> Don't follow John though; it's not <laughs> a good follow. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Overtime Takes.